My name is Jared. I'm typically a greeter. <laughs> but when Aaron asked me to preach, I want to say no, but then I say yes. And so I'm here. I probably should have spent a little more time figuring it out, but I didn't have a lot of time. Uh, but it should be okay. And I brought my big Bible because I can read it and I didn't know if it was going to be dark in here. All right. So, um, thanks for coming. I'm, we're glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, this is a cool church. Um, Aaron, he's in maybe Haiti or up in the sky somewhere uh, with, the, with the group. And uh, and I don't get to speak a lot, and that's, that's probably a good thing for everybody. I'm not the smart one or whatever. I kind of call myself Simple Jared. Uh, I try to make sure that I can understand it, and normally I can't understand Greek, Hebrew, deep concepts or anything like that. So, so I'm Simple Man. Um, but... I'm super excited to be a part of this place, and, and five or four years ago when we started this thing, uh, I couldn't always say I was super excited to be a part of it because it was a drag watching Aaron up there with me, my wife, uh, Brittany, and a few others just sitting in the crowd, and we're only the crowd, and, and we're just waiting for people to show up, and, and that was, for me, just as the quasi-greeter, it was kind of a drag, but... It wasn't my gig, but now it's so beautiful to see uh, a, a cool group of people that I actually like um, <laughs> hanging around, and so so it's it, it's really ex- or it's really exciting. All right, so uh, before before I get going in James, um, I I was reading this morning uh, during my quiet time, and and I felt like I, part of me felt like I needed to probably brush up on the message and stuff, because I really still don't even know what I'm going to say. Uh, the other part of me was like, man, you just got to love God, because that's, only, that's the only thing that really uh, is going to keep, keep you going through this thing. And, and, and I look at it and say, man, if I look like anything, I hope that, um, that people could see Jesus and his love for me through me. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what I want. I don't really care if you if you don't think I'm smart enough, because I'm smart enough, and, and I don't really care if, if I don't look cool, because my wife thinks I'm cool enough, and, and uh, beyond that, uh, Jesus loves me, so, so that's cool. All right, and, I, and today I also hope to, that this can be kind of a reset deal for all of us. I hope this could be a day that we could say, man, I'm, I'm going to push, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to try to love Jesus more, and I'm going to try to become more like him. Because if we don't try to become more like him, uh, I don't see that we're going to be that effective. And if we don't try to be more like him as a body, I hope we shrivel up and die as a church because it's not a good thing. And so just as Aaron always wants us to be a part of something, wants us to seek after God, talk about it in our house churches, talk or study it throughout the week, that's my desire for everybody because... Um, we want to be people that have works with our, with our faith. 
And uh, we've been going through James, and there's a whole bunch of to-dos. And, and, uh, but it's beautiful, and it's freeing. And I think that's where, um, where our joy should be. And so, so uh, I was reading today in 1 John uh, chapter 5. You, don't, or you can turn there if you want. I'm going to kind of be skipping around. Um, but, it, but it hit me, and I, and I haven't put a whole bunch of thought into it. Um, but, it but it seemed uh, pretty relevant to just where I sit. So First John chapter 5, I don't know if I said James. First John chapter 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, or everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And then, I, or then going down to, to verse 11, And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, he who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. And then uh, skipping a few and going to 16. If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray and God will give him life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin. And there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot harm him. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under control of the evil one. We know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, even as a son of Christ, son Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. And so that was a whole bunch of verses and, and all that stuff. But I loved when it says that how do we love God? How do, this, what is love for God? And it's to obey his commands. And, and in James, there's been a whole bunch of commands. And there's, there's a whole bunch of, of stuff about that. And then, and then it says, how do we have eternal life? And it's through Jesus, God's Son. And I know this is kind of uh, probably elementary to a, a lot of believers or whatever, but, but through Jesus, that's our salvation. Through his virgin birth, his perfect life, his death, his resurrection, and he, bearing our sins rising again, and he saves us if we call on his name. And lately in work, at work, I've noticed that I've been caught up in a lot of different conversations about Jesus. And it's been some of the most interesting things and the most uh, kind of convicting con- conversations because there's a lot of questions that I don't feel like I know. And there's a, or, or sometimes I don't feel like I know. 
and there's these conversations that come up, and, and it's just like, and I know they're provoked by the Holy Spirit. And I know that the Holy Spirit is drawing uh, this one dude to keep asking me questions. And I know that, that there's a purpose to it. And then it makes me wonder, I need to know Jesus more because I need to know what he, what he is, what, what Jesus' true character is, so that I could show this guy his love. And so, and so that was kind of, when I was reading this and kind of pondering all that, I was just looking at it and thinking, man, as a church, are we seeking after Jesus? And are we fighting to know him more? And are we spending time with God? Are we, are we going after it and trying to know his character? Um, there's a verse, I have it written, oh, in uh, Matthew 5.48, it says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And I look at that, and I, and I compare that to my life, and I say, am I being perfect? Well, no. Am I trying to be perfect? I hope so. Um, but here's the deal, is there is a lot of freedom in the love of Jesus. And, and there is a lot of grace. And in that First John passage, when it, said, it talks about the sin that whatever leads to death, and there's a lot of argument over that. But the, one of the cool little pieces is uh, it, when it says, all wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. Um, and I look at that and say, and you know why? Because there's a lot of forgiveness from Jesus. And, and, that's where, and that's where we need to, to land is that freedom and that grace of Jesus. And so, um, so if, I don't know if I'm, in, or I hope my encouragement to you all is, man, run after Jesus. Uh, strive to get to know him more. Strive to be like Jesus. Hold yourself to a high standard. Hold yourself to... Uh, to being perfect. Hold yourself to, to running after God as hard as you can. Because Jesus loves you a bunch. And, and th- throughout a lot of days, I forget why I seek after Jesus. Why do I read my Bible in the morning? Why do I come to church? Why do I go to house church? And a lot of times my answer probably is because it's the Christian thing to do or whatever. But the Christian thing to do is to love Jesus. And through that, we're going we're gonna to grow in him. And then we're going to do all the good stuff. And then we're going to have that freedom. And I, I get caught up in the hustle and forget that Jesus loves me. The old Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You've got to get to that every day. And you've got to get to that point where you remember, man, Jesus loves me. Uh, because... And he wants us to be free. And, and a few of the verses, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Jesus said, if you continue in my word and are truly my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And um, Bob Marley didn't, didn't uh, write this verse, but it's in the Bible. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And our nature wants us to be guilty. Our nature wants us to feel guilty and, and to not have this freedom. And it wants us to walk in slavery, and it wants us to feel burdened because we stink or because we're terrible or because we screwed up. But Jesus wants us to be free. 
And so, um, as I said, we've been going through, through the book of James for a while. And um, so if you want to turn to James chapter 5. I wanted to put a little baseline on it. First of all, love Jesus because the world is weird right now. Hebrews, James. I also want us to, I know in house church, by the way, uh, Aaron says it a lot, you all need to be a part of house church if you're not. Um, it's, sometimes it's awkward and sometimes it's weird and sometimes it's uh, not that great. Sometimes you laugh a lot. Sometimes it's at my expense. Sometimes it's at the expense of others. But you need to be a part of a, of a community. Um, you need to be a part of something uh, that you could just have friends that are like-minded. Because there is so much encouragement just in the times when we just sit around and joke around with each other. So many times when we just uh, just laughing that that life causes so much life in me. It causes so much life in Shannon. Uh, I know Jason and Rachel uh, thrive in it. And, and I think all the house churches um, probably would say that it's worth their time. So, so be a part of that. So James 5, verse 12. Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. All right, so um, this is a pretty good little verse, pretty uh, hard little verse, pretty uh, straightforward little verse. And so in Ecclesiastes, I think my dad brought this verse to my attention, but in Ecclesiastes uh, 6, 11, it says, The more the words, the less the meaning. How does this profit anyone? So hopefully... Well, I'll be done pretty shortly. <laughs> Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. As a part of our uh, sanctification and as a part of our uh, becoming more like Christ, we have all these things that we got to do. We have all these lists that we do. We do not show favoritism. Uh, we persevere through trials. We uh, keep a tight rein on our tongue. We, um, we do not think that God tempts us. We do all this stuff. And then it says, again, about the tongue, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And, and I know that uh, as a Christian, a lot of times we get in these conversations and they draw out a little too long because we're supposed to love each other. And we want to get to that point where we finally get to say goodbye, but it keeps going. And so you hear someone's burdens or whatever, and they keep telling you, and you say, I'll pray for you. And that's kind of like the, all right, goodbye, but I'm not really going to pray for you. And I don't know if anyone has hit that point or whatever, if everyone, maybe you guys aren't like me. But for a while, I was doing that, and I would say, man, I'll pray for you, and that was kind of the, we're done, or I'm done, or tired of listening, or whatever. But then I thought to myself, 
and I, I, someone was saying something about how pure are all of your words? Uh, because I might not, um, I might not say I'm going to do this or that, or I might, I might commit to Shannon and uh, in marriage and then stay with her, and that yes was yes, and it's going to be yes. Or I might say some other big promise, and yes, yes, and that's a yes, yes. But in our little things in life, in our, hey, I'll pray for you, is our yes, yes. And in our, uh, like when someone says, oh, tell your folks hi, and you say, okay, is our yes, yes. And it all, I think it all stems from this little, little, tiny promise that you're going to follow through on a prayer, or you're going to follow through on a hello and then, beyond, and then we keep going deeper, and then you keep follow, following through on more, and then you f- keep following through on more. And I think that is a great place for us to start in our process of becoming more like Jesus. What if Jesus went around and said, hey, can you heal me? Sure, and then walks away and nothing happens. Uh, that would be a drag. <laughs> and then... But we're doing something similar because if we believe that we have the power of God and if we tell our friends or our brothers or sisters that we're going to pray for them and we don't, what does that mean? I want us to follow, be a church that follows through. And, uh, and I know that I, I've been trying to get better at when someone says, I'll pray for you. Either I pray for him right there, or I say, I will try to remember to pray for you. And I know it sounds a little less um, loving, but at least I'm not lying if I don't. And typically when I say I'll try to pray for you, I'll pray for him right there, and then I'll be good. And then I'll continue to try to remember to pray for him. Or if, can you say hi to your parents? I'll say, I'll try to remember to do that. And it's, not, and it's not trying to get out of it, but I think it's just a, a process of me trying to get better at being yes, yes, and no, no. And then there's other times that, that we might get ourselves and catch ourselves in an oath or something or whatever, and then it, it says in Proverbs 6, 2 through 5, and I pulled this out of the New Living Translation, it says, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and caught with what you said, follow your advice... For you'll be placed uh, yourself at your friend's mercy and swallow your pride. Go beg that your name, go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Uh, Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from the hunter. So I think a lot of it is we just have to be people of follow through and good communication. Uh, We can be either, uh, we can say that we love Jesus. And if, that, and if our actions don't show it, our yes is no. Uh, and we can say that we, that, uh, that we honor God and that we do stuff. But if we don't, what is that showing to your coworker that, that is asking you about Jesus? What is that showing to, to that person that needs to know the love of Christ? And so, as a church, we are in ongoing pursuit to discover what Christ originally intended for the church. 
and we're trying to become more like God. And Aaron has a big desire that we become more Christ-like. And it all starts with going through the book, I mean, through the whole Bible, but James is very practical. Be patient. Love each other. Um, Don't grumble against one another. Um, Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I want us to be a church that is full of truth, that is full of love. And I want us to be a church that changes the world. With all the stuff that kind of has been happening um, around our country, right now is a time for Christians to actually step up and love people. And I believe that only Christians have that, that love that can cure these issues. And if, and if we don't uh, present ourselves at every occasion with love, then who's, then what's the answer? We need to be the people that are going after every situation, whether big or small, and handling it in love. Uh, because Jesus loves us. And Jesus loves us as sinners. Jesus loves us even though we, we stumble in many ways. Jesus loves us uh, throughout, through all of our junk. And I want to turn that into love that changes the world. I don't want this church to be some cool place with good music, good teaching, and beyond that, uh, we're comfortable. But we need to push ourselves a little bit. Let's be a little bit more bold. But that in that boldness, we got to have so much love. We don't need to be the people that are yelling at other people to follow God and to love God and to, or else. But we need to be those people that will come around some people, give them a hug, love them. And then if it presents itself, you tell them Jesus loves you. And you tell him Jesus loves you, and you know this because he loves me. And here's how he loves me. Let's be people of action. Let's be people that pray for each other. Let's be people that, that honor each other. Let's be people that fight for each other. Let's be people that, that, uh, that struggle through issues with each other. Let's be people that are honest with each other. And let's be people that, that worship God fully. Um, I think that's about it. Now I'll go to point B. I'm just joking. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love this church. And... Um, And I don't want to see us fail. I want to see us lead. Uh, I want to see us lead this community. I want to see us lead this state. And I want to see us lead the world in a love for Jesus. Because I believe that Jesus can save everybody. I believe that through the power of Jesus that we have all we need. And I believe that if we take this seriously, that this place will be so 
full of the Spirit and so full of love and so full of people that we won't even know what to do, but we know that Jesus will know that Jesus will let us know what we need to do. I want people to know Jesus. And I want to be bold in that. And I'm calling myself out on this. Because if I don't, and if you don't, who will? So, that's it. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for your love. Thank you so much for uh, your son Jesus who came to this earth, died for us, rose again so that we can live. God, thank you so much that it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And it's not anything we've done. um, But it's all that you've done. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for um, having patience with us. God, I pray that you would uh, help us to renew our relationship with you. God, I pray that you would help us to uh, get in good standing with you. Father, I pray that we would uh, just strive to be more like you. God, if we need to wake up 30 minutes, an hour earlier in the mornings to have time with you, I pray that you would wake us up. I pray that we would uh, have the energy. I pray that we would have the joy. And I pray that everywhere we go and the places and the the spaces that we fill, God, that, that your love would seep through us. Father, uh, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Jesus, I love you. And I pray that all of us would just catch your love. And that we would hold on to it. And we would spread it. Thank you for all that you've done for us. In your name we pray, amen.